0: In the name of the Father and of the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our gospel reading comes to us from the Gospel of St. Luke in chapter 5, and in that gospel reading we hear the calling of our Lord Jesus Christ's first disciples to himself that would leave everything and would follow him. It's the account of the miraculous catch of fish, and which by that great work of Christ and other events that would happen that very same day, these men, Peter, then Simon, James, and John, would literally abandon everything and follow Christ. They do it for the full three years of His entire ministry. And while we most times, and in part rightly, we have a look at the miracle of the catch of fish, and in our minds, we might lock on to that and say, You see, that's what caused them to abandon everything and follow Jesus. There's truth in that. But if we really read carefully the narrative and listen carefully to what actually happened, there is a progression of an experience with Jesus Christ that Jesus brings his disciples through, capping it off with that most profound wonder of heaven with the miraculous catch of fish. And we need to attend to this progression and see this progression today because it's the progression that our Lord is calling us to experience in Himself to a greater and greater faith in our salvation and salvation through us. So let's hear the story unfold and pick up on the entire progression of the relational experience that Peter and James and John would ultimately have with Jesus in this narrative. We're told at this time, that a multitude was pressing in on Jesus. This is a huge crowd. And they're at the Sea of Galilee. And there Jesus is along the shore. And He sees two boats. All owned by Peter, James, and John. And so in order to get away from the crowd. In order to teach them. Our Lord steps into Peter's boat. And He asks Peter push a little bit aside. Off of the shore here. And so He does. So there Peter sits in the boat. With the Word of God. As the Word of God begins to share words of life to the multitudes that are there before him. So what is Peter's first experience with Jesus Christ? He experienced the presence of Jesus Christ with him in his boat. And he heard and received into himself these incredible words of life, these teachings If we understand anything about the hearing and the receiving of teachings from the Word of God, Jesus Christ, my friends, they are active. They penetrate the soul. They churn up the soul to create a greater means by which Jesus can reveal Himself to us. That He can bring us even further. As we receive those words of life, something's happening in our soul to yearn for more and more. And more all of our days. And this is what is going on in Blessed Saint Peter. He's hearing these words of life in the presence of Christ. There is something going on in him and all the hearers of what Jesus was teaching that day, and James and John, who were also nearby. But notice this he doesn't quite abandon everything and he's ready to follow Jesus yet. And so our Lord continues to grant him a further experience. He says, Peter, Go out of your boat and cast down your nets for a catch of fish. And Peter said to Jesus, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. The church fathers call our attention to a couple of things that are going on in Peter. Number one, notice that he's enduring a sense of frustration and futility in life at that moment. He's probably exhausted from fishing all night. But he's experiencing, even in his labors, this futility where I worked, I worked, and worked, and to the end, nothing happened. This is what's going on in Peter. And yet, the fathers turn our attention to the fact that even in his frustration and even in his futility, there was enough of a seed of faith planted by the teachings and presence of Christ. Then how does Peter respond to the request of Jesus? Because this response, I tell you, I pray it gets engraved in every one of our minds and souls for the rest of our days. Peter's response is these words. No matter what, the futility I'm feeling, nevertheless, at your word I will. My friends, you just heard the words that are at the core of that or who is a true disciple of Jesus Christ one who says to god walking in relationship daily with god regardless of what i think regardless of my perspective on things regardless of how i'm feeling right now what you've asked nevertheless i'll do it i'll do it i'll follow and so peter does so and what occurs because of this mustard seed of faith that was in him but enough to cause him to be obedient to Christ and to cooperate with what Christ wanted him to do what's the result of even this small faith? he lets down his net and a wonder of heaven is done by his cooperation with the direction of Jesus Christ in his life now wonder of heaven caused the net to be full to the point of bursting so much so that he called out to James And to john and said please bring your boat out with your net and they go out and they experience this great wonder of heaven as their net gets full and when it's being reeled into the boats what's happening to the boats it's so heavy the boats start to go down into the water an incredible thing that christ does by peter's mustard seed of faith cooperating with him saying nevertheless thy will be done and so they also james and john entered into this continuing experience Of Christ relationally revealing himself to them in their lives. But we need to notice something very interesting in the response to this miracle, this wonder of heaven. We need to note the response of St. Peter, who wasn't St. Peter yet. We need to note the response. It was a different response than we might think of when someone comes across an outstanding, wondrous miracle of heaven by God. Because here's his response. Peter falls on his face before Jesus at Jesus' knees, saying, depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. I don't know about you, but Isaiah's experience from Isaiah chapter 6 comes to my mind. Remember when Isaiah has the kingdom of God eternal unveiled, and the robe of God filling the train, right? He sees all the perfection, And he falls down on his face, woe is me, I'm a man of unclean lips. This is what's happening, Peter. He sees this wonder of heaven. Something's revealed to him about Jesus Christ. And he falls on his face, saying, I'm a sinful man, depart from me, Lord, I'm not worthy. But listen to Jesus' response. He says to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. So when they had brought their boats to land, they, Peter, James, and John, all forsook forsook all and followed Him. At the fullness of the experience of Christ, His nature, His holiness, Peter saw what he was not. But he also saw what he yearned for. See, that's what Jesus does in our lives all the time. There's anything that's a pinnacle of our relationship, a core of our relationship with Christ. Every time we experience the Lord Jesus Christ, we see what we are not, but we are being lovingly drawn to become it. That's Christianity. And that's the salvation of Jesus Christ, you see, in our lives. It's as if he was saying to Peter, it's as if Christ our God was saying to Peter, now, by this, by not just the experience of the miracle of vision, but by you, me being present with you, you receiving my words of life and seeing what the kingdom of God is like. Now, Peter, you can follow me and you can truly get to know me. And I will do wonders for your salvation. And I will do wonders for the salvation of the man through you. This is what Jesus is responding to Peter in that proper humility and repentance that came about within this man. Christ heals. He turns it. And now he makes Peter an instrument of usefulness for the kingdom of God and the salvation of man. he will do the same for us.
1: You know, when I thought about
0: this experience that Peter had with Christ this day, my mind immediately went to a parallel story that shows us the same progression of experience with Jesus Christ. And it's the experience that the two disciples on the road to Emmaus had with our Lord Jesus Christ. This is after his crucifixion and resurrection. And we find two of Jesus' disciples walking on the road to Emmaus. And they are absolutely disheartened, disquieted. There's great lack of peace in them and anxiousness and sorrow. Because they had just seen what had been done to Jesus. Their Savior, their Messiah in Jerusalem. Just a few short days ago. Our Lord Jesus Christ shows up on that road with them. But he does not let them know it's him. He hides his identity from them. They don't know who he is. And so Jesus shows up and he says to the disciples, What's wrong? I hear y'all talking and you're so discouraged. What's happened?" And they tell him the story. Were you not there? Did you not see all the calamity that just happened in Jerusalem? And they told him everything they had done to their Savior. And then we're told, listen to these words. Then Jesus, starting with Moses and the prophets, Told them all of Scripture that pointed to Him. Now, go with me. You want to be a fly on the road that day, listening to the teaching of the Word of God about how the entire Old Testament was Him and was fulfilled in Him? And we're told that while He's teaching them, their hearts are burning. You see Christ's teaching and presence with them. Even though He hadn't fully disclosed His identity to them. His teaching and His presence with them that day is churning something up in their soul. And that is a greater longing for Him. They want more. And we see this. Because at the end of their journey, at the end of that day, night is falling. And Jesus acts like He's going to continue walking down the road. It says they constrain Him. And they plead with Him, stay with us. For night is here. And so Jesus goes with them. And they sit down at table. And He takes bread, we're told. These are the words. He took bread. He blessed it. And He gave it to them. And as He broke the bread, their eyes were opened. And they knew Him. Do you see how the presence and the words and the teaching of the words of life from the Word of God prepared the heart of men to long for more? Something that our Lord Jesus Christ always has in his mind to grant us if we'll journey with him to that point. If we'll let him bring our souls to that point. He longs to give us the greater revelation and experience of himself in our lives. He is the God who lovingly reveals himself. And this is what happened to those blessed men on that journey. Just like Peter and James and John. And just like he wants to do with us. Let me ask you a question. Does your existence, does your life feel frustrating like Peter was frustrating? Do you have a sense many days of your life of futility, even spiritual futility in your spiritual life, feeling like I do and I do and I do, is there's got to be more than this? Our Lord Jesus Christ is answering the question, there is always more than There is always more than we are currently experiencing. And he wants to bring our hearts, he wants to condition them that they may receive more. And that our hearts may be turned from that sense of futility to joyous contentment. And that only happens by the experience of the one who is your life and your salvation. Let me encourage you in something. We talk about this all the time. That we can see our entire journey of salvation in the liturgy, the worship of God. There are two parts to the liturgy. The first part is called the liturgy of the what? Word. The liturgy of the Word. What is going on in that time? It's what happened when Peter sat in a boat with Christ. And the disciples were walking and Jesus was teaching them. In the liturgy of the word, our Lord Jesus Christ is offering his words of life. You hear them even as we pray. You hear them in the reading and the chanting of the scriptures of the day. You hear them in the teachings of the church. It is Jesus Christ wanting to create in us. A greater longing for Him because He wants to ever bring us up further and further all the time to this ascension. And then what happens as our hearts are burning and yearning for more of Him? Just before we receive that greater revelation of Him in Holy Eucharist, the most profound experience that we can have in Christ. We echo the words of Isaiah. And we echo the words of St. Paul. Coming from the centurion. When we say these words. Lord I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy to come under your roof. That you should come under my roof. But speak the word only. And my soul will be healed. Do you hear the words of Peter? Responding to what Christ had revealed about himself thus far. That's the liturgy of the word leading us. And then Christ, our God, delighted to fill us with all of Himself and all of His grace to transform our lives, to take our greatest weaknesses and turn them into the greatest strengths for the kingdom of God by His healing. You see, that's just liturgy. But the reality is that pattern of experience is to be daily. My encouragement, my exhortation to you is open your hearts. Open your lives to sit with Jesus and receive His words of life every day through the Holy Scriptures. But not reading them to check off the box. I read morning scriptures this morning. But to read the Holy Scriptures and the words of the Holy Fathers on those scriptures. But to listen to them as if Christ is speaking to you in the boat in which you're sitting. What do you have for me today, Lord? What will draw me to you further? Let me encourage you about this too. As far as the the spiritual books that we read, or the theological books that we read, or the podcasts that we listen to within our faith, I want to ask you a question and really discern this. Because listen, there is so many truths that excite the mind and soul, all that we can grab hold of in our great faith. Again, both by the handing down through books and all these wonderful teachings on the internet are mostly wonderful teachings on the internet. <laughs> are they tickling your theological itching ears? Or are they creating a longing in you for a greater experience of Jesus? There is a difference. I've experienced a difference. I know the difference. Father James and I have a very kindred spirit in many things. And one of the things is this. Is that one of the things we look for in whatever we take into ourselves and in teachings of the faith. We're looking for that which will draw us to Jesus. That has to be our goal every day. In the reading of scriptures and the things that we attend to. Because I promise you this. The pattern will have its full effect. The progression. If we will sit and listen to the words of life. Our souls will yearn for more, and He will grant it. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.